Episode 32, Parlor Tricks, Part 1. Hi, this is Dragnacarta, DM for Curse of Strahd, Twice Bitten. You're listening to the Twice Bitten Podcast, a campaign where five Curse of Strahd DMs head back into the mists for a hauntingly familiar adventure. Starring Jack as Betrion, Kaya as Lillison, Linus as Amity, Serena as Kiva, and Twy as Erthrandir. You can catch the horror live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Twitch at twitch.tv slash rcurseofstrahd, or watch new episodes every Monday on YouTube at youtube.com slash c slash rcurseofstrahd. You can also listen to new episodes of this podcast weekly at anchor.fm slash twice-bitten, or wherever you like to syndicate your podcasts. Now, let's get right to Ravenloft. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Curse of Strahd Twice Bitten, the show where five DMs take on D&D's top gothic horror campaign. I'm Dragnacarta, as always, your host and DM, and welcome back, everyone, for another week of mayhem and spookiness. So a quick note to everyone, we will actually not be here next week. We'll be taking off the weekend of May 1st, just for a bunch of uh, cast conflict reasons, but we will be back on Saturday, May 8th for a proper live stream and episodes will resume normally from there as far as we expect. Otherwise, I think that's all we've got. How are y'all feeling today? Uh, spooky. Spooky, ookie, ookie. We killed a tree. Spooky. Yeah, we, we killed a tree. Now we have, like, the entire population of the Monster Manual trying to kill us. Yeah, we just have Greenpeace coming after us. You know, it'll be fine. It'll be great. Don't we usually have have Greenpeace coming after us? Is it Greenpeace or is it PETA? Well, no, because we killed Uh, a tree. uh, PETA doesn't care much about plants, I don't think. Plants plants. eat tons of animals. Do plants count as animals? I mean, there's nothing <laughs> for it. You know. For the purpose of spell casting in D&D, I don't think so, right? Because speak to plants no. and speak to animals yeah. is, is two yeah. different things. It's still my favorite thing to do whether, with Strahd. Like, you think PETA cares about like taxonomy and like classifications and like phyla and shit? I'm sure I we feel like, very I feel like Winter Splinter falls us. underneath PETA jurisdiction, though. I, I, I agree. I feel like Winter Splinter would fall under PETA jurisdiction. I mean, he does bleed, so... Yeah, so there was lots of blood. When if it bleeds, it, you know, uh, I don't know what the rest of that phrase Greeds. is in Barovia. Screeds? Screeds. Oh, okay. Screed. <laughs> if it bleeds, it breeds. <laughs> okay, we're, I, I'm cutting this conversation off. Um, you asked. I did, and it was a mistake, as are so many things in my life. But <laughs> regardless, I think we are good to go. So thank you all for coming around this week. And let's get started with Curse of Strahd, Twice Bitten. A striking elven female with an almost ritualized poise, Kiva Cyrilai always endeavors to be a level-headed mediator and a soothing presence in the lives of all she meets. Determined to look ever forward, she relies on controlling day-to-day chaos. Anyone who watches her for long enough, however, can clearly see there's something undeniably feral and unpredictable bubbling under the surface. In the company of these fine strangers, he is just Metrion. But across the Sword Coast, he's known as Metrion the Magnificent. 
He is a tiefling whose body and dress carry the signatures of a nomadic performer, as evidenced by the rougher edges of his costume and his sinewy frame covered in faded tattoos. Though he may not look like a typical magician, rest assured, he cleans up quite handsomely. The well-dressed, well-spoken half-elf who introduced herself as Lilisen has stayed away from the rest of the traveling group during the journey so far. Oh, she's friendly enough if someone strikes up a conversation with her. Charming, even. But left to her own devices, she invariably keeps to herself, and even looks nervous when anyone comes within ten feet of her. Amity, a terrifying deviloid with a tail that will knock your drink over if she gets too excited. Even worse, some pig follows her around and eats almost as much as she does. Yet, she's generous and easy to befriend, especially if you get her talking about her book of fables. Just, if she compares you to a fox, it's hard to tell if that's a compliment. Erythrandir is a high elf man who looks perpetually like he's never quite gotten enough sleep. After his departure from elven society, he found himself out in the wilderness, working as a ranger in the deep, deep woods. However, this did little to quell his passion for history, and he's found himself on the road to Neverwinter, hoping to track down a book that might hold the answer to a question he's held for a long, long time. And welcome back, folks. So, last we left off on Curse of Strahd, Twice Bitten. After obtaining the Sun Sword from beneath the Shrine of the White Sun, our heroes continued their efforts to fulfill Madame Ava's prophecy, journeying first to the Wizard of Wines to seek out the leader of the Feathered Ones among the Vines. Upon arrival, however, they found the winery in ruins, destroyed by a rampaging tree blight that had vanished southward shortly before they had arrived. Together, the companions managed to safely escort the Mardukov family to Velaki, where they took up residence at the Blue Water Inn. At Erthrandir's suggestion, however, the party themselves agreed to pursue the Tree Blight the following day, both to strike back at Strahd's servants and to regain the enchanted gem that the druids had stolen as a sign of good faith and as a reparations for the refugee family. That night, the companions slept at the old tower by Lake Baratok, the night passing largely uneventfully for all but Lilicent, who herself received a mysterious letter from none other than Strahd von Zarevich himself, cordially inviting her to speak with him at the coffin maker's shop in Velaki, alone and in secret. The following morning, Amity led several members of the party in a seance to gain necromantic magic that she believed could help destroy the tree blight they pursued. Her call was answered by the spirit of Kazan, a lich and the architect of the tower at Lake Baratok, who provided her with the power she needed to cast the spell Blight before vanishing. Together, the companions traveled southward, following the Blight's massive tracks through the old Svalich woods to Yester Hill. After a brief encounter with the watchful direwolf, our heroes ascended to the hilltop, finding atop it a dead grove containing a Gothias tree, and beyond that, a stone ring within which the tree Blight dwelled. At Erthrandir's lead, the companions leapt into action. The tree Blight fought back, however, and was soon aided by a dozen berserkers and druids who emerged from shallow graves to aid their blighted ally. However, through teamwork and a final max damage blight spell, the companions struck the tree blight down, winning victory over the largest and most dangerous 
their current opponents. And so, as a group of you watches, the sloughed, rotten remains of winter splits winter, fast rotting and decaying at an accelerated rate from the sparks and arcs of necromantic energy that leap across the rapidly expanding pile of blackish, brackish sludge, you see tumbling forth a small glowing green stone, a gem, approximately the size and shape of a glowing viridian pine cone of brilliant emerald light tumbling across the ground from the tree blight's rotted remains. And in that moment, the fury of battle stops and all eyes on the battlefield shift toward the corpse of the blight and the enchanted gem that lies within its remains. And as you look upon it, there comes a howl from the druids and berserkers around you as several of them clash their axes against their forearms in defiance, others raising their staffs high and howling in fury. One druid standing uh, over Kiva as the uh, roots that had been curled around her torso slacken and rot raises a staff high, flaring with uh, sickly yellow energy, his eyes boring into yours. You have desecrated the child of the Gulpias tree, forced with the Dark One's blessing. You shall suffer for your crimes. I believe, let me pull up initiative. Ah, yes, uh, Amity had just cast Blight. And I believe huh. that was the end of her turn. So. With that, the druids take their turn as Good stepping boy. forward several, yes? Oh no, I'm just saying, oh boy, this is gonna be bad. <laughs> that was gonna be fun. Several of them leaping forward into action. Um, three of them specifically carrying staffs that blaze with uh, arcane natural energy. The others slowly moving forward. Uh, three of them, one of them's frightened actually and has to immediately dash away from Erthrandir as you hear a shriek go up from the spiral of dark energy that Erthrandir had cast, fright and frightening. Two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. There we go. Uh, but two druids remain. Um, as that particular druid staff clattish to the ground, uh, the unfrightened druids who have drawn into melee with Kiva and Esmeralda will themselves attack. Uh, one against Kiva, one against Esmeralda. Uh, against Kiva, that's a 17 to hit. Hits. Okay, that will be... Four plus a bunch. Uh, six points of bludgeoning damage. As the druid brings the staff eye and smashes it across your side, just as you're uh, loosening yourself from the roots that have fallen away around you. The other one will attack Esmeralda. That is an 18 to hit. Um, smashing across Esmeralda's side, but she lets out a, um, a shout and raises a hand, and you watch as that bony white shield emerges in front of her, deflecting the blow. Okay. Uh, next up, several other druids. Okay. So, uh, one of them will raise... Uh, her staff to the air and let it a cry piercing um, in winter splinter's memory 
be ensnared by the roots of the valley. And she casts her uh, staff forward and all around uh, quite a number of individuals, actually. Let me plot this out. Okay, so that will be Lillison and Esmeralda, who are already restrained, but... Uh, oh, I can't hit... Actually, you know what? They're going to hit Amity, uh, not Kiva. So I need Amity to make a strength saving throw for me. Uh, okay, strength saving throw coming right up. Uh, that's a five. Okay, Amity, you feel the uh, roots and vines growing around you, uh, ensnaring you as you are entangled. Uh, you are restrained by the plants around you. Oh, no. Uh, Ismark successfully makes his cutting through and tearing through the roots and vines around her. Um, however, looking with some dismay as Amity is taken by the roots. Um, another of them steps forward, um, lifting uh, their hands. And this time I will need... Pity. Can't hit Erthrandir and Metro at the same time. Erthrandir, give me a strength saving throw, please. Alrighty. Ha! Huh, can you imagine? That's a one. Alright. As soon as you finish casting your Fierce Ball, you, you let out a cry of dismay as the roots and vines begin to grow up around you, uh, entangling and entwining around your flesh, uh, cutting deep into the skin of your wrists and ankles. You are restrained. Okay, and that is the end of the Druid's turns. Next up, the Berserkers, who you see raise their axes, um, looking hungrily almost at each of you bound up. Um, one of them who is, uh, well, actually, one of them does need to make a dash away from Erythrondir in terror as a result of the spirit fear spell. Um, but those that remain, um, uh, Toward you, Erythrandir, uh, lifts uh, his axe and snarls. You might bear foul magics, but the master of the pack has stronger, and he gives no quarter. You'll receive none here. And he raises his axe to the sky and brings it smashing down upon you uh, with advantage because you're entangled. That is a 22 to hit. Very. Yeah, no, that hits. All right, uh, you deal 12 slashing damage as it slices across the side of your torso, opening a deep wound across part of your uh, uh, leather armor. Uh, that is the end of his turn. There are a few other Berserkers, however. Uh, now, Kai, remind me how Lillicent's crown, uh, crown of Madness works. Um, before taking a uh, move action on each of its turns, the Berserker that is under Lilithson's control um, has to attack a target uh, within its range that Lilithson decides. Since she has the one on the left, like on the far left controlled, uh, there's only really one valid target um, next to her. Gotcha. Um, can it make any actions on its turn to try to escape this control? Uh, wisdom saving throw at the end of its turn. Actually, there are two targets, and I think that this time Lillison will want it to, uh, take a swing at the druid next to Kiva. Okay. 
Very good. Um, and that's at the end of its turn? It makes end of its turn, yes. Gotcha. All right, uh, it will uh, take a swing at the druid beside it. Um, this is just a regular attack. It's not going to reckless for this. Um, but that is unfortunately a nine. Uh, as it smashes into the ground with the axe, the druid dancing aside and whirling toward it. The druid's eyes kind of stick to the great sword and then to the crown of uh, bone and dark metal swirling around the head, spitting some words in a language you don't understand. And then eyes flash toward you, Lillison, uh, where uh, uh, he can see your hands raised um, and kind of a darkness swirling about you he, no. as he kind of bears his teeth. No, I don't. You can't see. It's I uh, cast it with subtle. Ah, yes. Uh, in that case, his eyes scan out across each of you, not knowing where this magic is coming from, but uh, pulling his lips back and baring his yellow teeth. You will beg for mercy when the color of storms returns and finds you here, all of you. Uh, with that, there are two of the Berserkers who get to attack. One against Kiva, one against, uh, let's call that... Ismark. Uh, so he's going to reckless this one. That's a 21 to hit against Kiva. Duh. Yeah. All right. You suffer 10 points of slashing damage. Okay. Hold on. I got to roll a thing. This time I won't. He takes four points of force damage in retaliation. All right. There's like this blowback of force uh, on either side. And very good. Um... Great. But that, let me mark that down. Okay, excellent. And then against uh, Esmeralda, who has now been freed from the vines, given that the druids recast it. Or the druid that I targeted her recast it. Um, the other Berserker is going to attack her. That is a 23 to hit, which exceeds the benefit of her shield spell. Uh, she lets a grunt as the axe sweeps across her, dealing 10 points of damage. And that is the end of the Berserker's turns. Irina's turn is up as she pirouettes, uh, drawing her rapier and stabbing toward the weakened Berserker directly to her south. Attacking with advantage, because Reckless works both ways. Alright, that's a 22 to hit, dealing 3 points of piercing damage. Okay, uh, Metreon, you're up. Uh, okay. So the two druids that are around Kiva, are they casting spells as well? Uh, they appear to have uh, some sort of magic uh, field around their staffs that you don't see around the other druids behind them. Uh, okay. but Otherwise, they're mostly attacking with their staffs at the moment. Okay, well, first I'll call out to Kiva. Yeah, get to fucking gym. And, uh, uh, can I see from here which of the two druids looks a little bit, uh, beefier? Um, do you mean like more like hit point wise? Like, uh, which one looks like less injured? Gotcha. Um, in which area? The ones next to Kiva? Yes. Uh, the one to her south is looking pretty beat up right now. Okay. Uh, so, uh, let me see if I can do this. Hold on. Yes. 
Oh, and while you're doing that, uh, Lillison, the Berserker you have controlled will make that wisdom save. Okay. So I'm going to back away five feet. Uh, and... Does an 11 succeed? Oh, sorry to interrupt. Uh, it does not. Okay, the crown continues. Uh, Metron, what are you doing? So I moved away five feet from the entanglement uh, field and focusing my intent on the uh, the druid right in front of Kiva um, to her left. Uh, I call out to him. Oh, this has got to be really tiring, I know it. You know, maybe you want to relax. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe just uh, get out of the way and all that. Uh, leave us alone. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to cast a suggestion. Okay. Uh, that's going to be a wisdom save, right? Yes. Uh, that is a 15 exactly. Eh. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to... I don't really have anything else I can do. So uh, that's my turn. All right, he watches this kind of spiraling wisp of black smoke trails from Metreon's lips, uh, wisping across the battlefield and into this druid's nostrils and ears and mouth. He inhales for a second, his eyes rolling back, and then the sickly yellowish greenish light around the staff flares and the darkness across his face shatters just barely. He's breathing hard, sweating, uh, but his gaze meets yours, Metreon. And he rests. As if your dominion could compare to the dark ones. Ah, fuck off. All right, uh, you get the sense that he managed to pull on a bit of will. Uh, yeah. But who knows? Maybe another time. All right, uh, that is the end of your turn, I believe. Yes. Uh, Kiva, are you there? I am. Muy bueno. What you doing? All right. Uh, so where, as far as distance-wise, is the gem from me? It is around 15 feet away uh, to your southwest. Um, but there are, as you can tell, two druids and a berserker standing in your path right now. Okay, so, um... Fuck it, I think she's gonna take an opportunity attack and sort of do some bob and weave and grab, uh... She's gonna take a lot of opportunity attacks. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh... And go for the gem. So she's going to go... If you want, you can disengage as an action, unless you were planning on dashing. Um... Hmm. Do I need to dash to get there from my current position if I were to weave in between the two druids here? No. I would say you can, you can get there with about five squares of movement. Amazing. Uh, so, no. Yeah, she'll disengage as an action and then um, go to grab the gem. All right, and you pick it up right here where it's kind of sitting on the muddy ground amongst this like black putrid sludge that's all the remains of the blighted corpse of the tree blight. It's pretty nasty, but you can kind of pick out the gemstone uh, shining cleanly and brilliantly through the muck. All right. Um, hmm. Yeah. Shit. Does this mean I lose my rage then? Because I don't have uh, attacked yes. or taken damage? That yeah. will mean. Fuck. Well, actually. I don't like you took, that. You took damage. Uh, if you don't take, you took damage this turn though, right? She took damage this round, I think. This round, yeah. 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 Oh, so okay, then you don't take sexy. During your turn. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I. I uh, fuck. Eric from Deerwool, like, look across the battlefield, his face panicked, and kind of yell, 
Get a little bit of distance. I got something. Okay. Um. Yeah. She's. Fuck. I guess she'll keep the disengage and drop the rage for now. Um. And yeah, is this as far as she can get though? Like that's her. That uses her movement to an, get there. You have another square of movement if you'd like. Yeah. She'll. She'll definitely back the fuck up after hearing that. Okay. All right. Uh, that's that's the end of her turn. Yeah. It's All right. Beautiful. Time. Esmeralda is up. She will. Uh, Take a stab upward at the uh, northwestern berserker near her, attacking with advantage. Actually, no, she doesn't, because that one attacked recklessly. I think. Ah, it's I'll keep track of. I'm going to assume this one attacked recklessly because Irina attacked it. Yeah, that's a crit. Uh, so she yeah. swipes the rapier upward, just slicing it right across the throat. The berserker goes down hard. Uh, then she elegantly uh, whirls southward and stabs directly across the side of the druid uh, next to her. She's going to attack again. That is a 13 to hit, which does hit, dealing nine points of piercing damage. And she'll attack again with her hand axe. It's a 24, dealing seven points and uh, sending the druid down to the ground. All right. Uh, that is the end of her turn. Um, she'll kind of glance over toward Aetherndir. Do you need me to take a step back as well? That would be tremendously helpful, if you don't mind. She nods uh, and uh, quickly leaps back uh, toward Ismark, uh, risking two attacks of opportunity. That is a 15, which misses. And a 23... is uh, going to cutting words that. Oh. The 23? Hit the damn ground, you piece of shit. And yeah. All right. Uh, that's now a 20. Okay. Uh, she will bring up a shield and deflect that. And stepping up top next to Ismark, uh, keeping her distance clear. Okay. That is the end of her turn. Ismark is up. He's going to glance at Esmeralda and just kind of mumble, you got this? Uh, she nods, and he glances toward Irina. Take care. And he, one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, stepping over here, holding his uh, long sword and short sword at the ready before the berserker uh, between him and Erthrandir. Thank you. Uh, unfortunately, he has to dash together because of difficult terrain. Um, that is the end of his turn, however. Erthrandir, you're up. All right. So you can tell, like, since Winter Splinter died, Erthrandir has been panicking, just kind of scanning the angles. But with Ismark's reassuring weight next to him, he gives him a grateful look. And then, as much as he can in the rage, or in the entangle, he reaches into his pocket. And out of it, he picks one of the burnt, crumpled pages that Erthrandir had tried to destroy this morning. He unfolds it with a shaking hand, reads it slowly. God forgive me. And then he closes his eyes, raises his wand, and casts Fireball. Ooh. What? <laughs> you listen as there is a 
distant drumming that almost sounds in time with the wave of his wand through the air that begins to thunder, growing closer. War drums that echo with wrath and tension and excitement for blood. You hear a distant roar. The brass of war horns gone to battle. And as you watch, he raises his hand as a crackling black mode of flame spirals through the air and then smashes into the ground, exploding forth with a spiraling inferno of black curling flames. If you would like to place that fireball on the map. I can and I would. Okay, so they need to make a DC 14 dex save or take 27 fire damage. Beautiful foundation. Uh, all of them fail except for the bottom one, which gets a 19. <laughs> all right. Then, yeah, that's 27. You mark that down. Uh, so one of them only has 27 hit points. You just watch, you listen as um, one of them, uh, the druid uh, toward the northern side, just screams uh, in pain and fear as the sudden burst of flame just scorches him to ash in an instant, a charred corpse falling to the ground, the staff rolling up on the ground, smoking uh, mere inches away from his burned, torn body. You hear howls of pain from the berserkers, bodies trained for ferocity and fortitude, but nothing like this. And a similar echo of rage and pain uh, as the flames roll through the air and scorch so fierce that Esmeralda, listen, you pull back, feeling the heat wave that thrusts up against your skin, uh, almost burning it from sheer proximity. Uh, you watch as it slowly begins to burn away. The flames licking through the air, the explosion slowly fades, and as you stand there, you see one charred corpse on the ground and three others. Blackened, twisted, small flames flickering at the corners of their clothes and robes, and the druid toward the south, breathing hard, blackened, scorched into ash across the face. Lips peeled back in defiance, eyes wide in rage and horror. There is a blackened ring in the earth that has just been scorched black, all life in that 20-foot radius, deceased. Erthrandir looks across what he's done and then just gives a look at Lillison. Ah, uh, just get out of here. Make sure this was worth it. And he's going to give her bardic inspiration. And that's his turn. Uh, and funnily enough, the uh, grasping vines around Lillison um, actually vanish as the druid that um, survived just failed his concentration check. Nice. In that case, I think he'd give it to Amity instead if he would see that. Cool. Uh, it looks like I'm still in a at least one of the fields. Uh, yes, but they don't stack, ah. as far as I know. But yeah, that's his turn. Okay, very good. Um, with that, Lillison, you are up. What is going on? All right, Lillison is going to return Erythrindir's look just with a very level expression and say, I'm not going to retreat. 
until everybody else does. And she is going to turn and... All right, it looks like uh, Barbarian Friend is still alive. That's good. Uh, so that's continuing to go. She's going to use her action to maintain that. Uh, she's going to glance over to Ismark and say, Ismark, there's a spot right left left hip. Uh, and give Ismark advantage on his next attack against that berserker. Okay, uh, I'll mark that off, but do remind me if I forget. Okay. Uh, just to be clear, uh, is Lilison still entangled? She is not. She's in difficult terrain, but she's not at restrained. Okay. Uh, she's gonna move a little bit... A little bit this way, I guess. Okay. That'll be 20 feet of movement. Uh, let's take another 10 and just scooch back. Alrighty. And that's her turn. Uh, no action? Action is maintaining Crown of Madness. Ah, yes, very good. Alright, uh, Amity, the ranks have thinned quite a bit since your last go. Uh, you are still restrained, unfortunately, by the grasping roots and vines around you. Uh, but you can see that your your side has gone on the offensive. What are you doing? Uh, standing firm in her restraints, Amity says, as uh, she begins to recount a story, she says, Elorira, the rabbit prince with a thousand enemies, could undo ropes and slink away in the blink of an... She will not finish that sentence. She will ready an action uh, after the druid's turn, but before the berserkers, she will finish her tale. Okay, interesting. Ooh. I want to know what this is. Same. And with that, the druids take their turns. All right, you watch as they come up around you, raise their staves, and each of them begins chanting, sp uh, spiraling their uh, staves above them as they blaze, not with greenish energy, with but with dark, crackling, blackish gray. You watch as eddies of force begin to whirl through the air, and then each of them slams a staff forward uh, as, from each of the three, massive cubes of force erupt through the air as each of them casts Thunder Wave. Oh, good. Oh, boy. At second level. Oh boy. Why, though? Like, why? That's one. Because Dragnet delights in our suffering. As he should. That's two. I mean, if we're going to suffer anyway, somebody might as well delight in it. And that's I can't three. Believe you're already on Strahd's side. <laughs> so, uh, I will need Kiva to make a constitution saving throw. I'll need Aerithrender to make two. Great. If Mark fails both. Oh, no. Aerithrender passes both. How's a seven? Okay, a seven unfortunately does not succeed um, as Kiva takes 14 points of damage. And Aerithrendir takes five plus uh, ten points of thunder damage. Okay, I need to roll concentration on. This and that's here. that's not a that's not a halved thing either, is it? That's just fourteen. 
No, yep. this is flat 14. Thunder damage, baby. You still up? He's looking great. Wonderbar. Okay. Uh, that is the end of their turns. Uh, so, uh, as soon as they finish, Amity, your tail comes to an end. And I, she finishes, uh, and targeting Esmeralda. Um, Esmeralda can now teleport up to 30 feet to a point she can see, and she can also choose three other creatures to do the same. Uh, Amity will recommend um, Kiva and, and Ethrindy, here's restrained, and me, I'm tied up too. Let's regroup and get out. Esmeralda nods and you see kind of this silvery nimbus of energy around her that coalesces into um, um, uh, kind of this uh, swirl of energy that latches out toward each of the three named. Um, you watch as small apparitions of small silvery rabbits appear next to each of you and offers a small paw holding it up to you. Erthrandir gratefully takes it and... We'll teleport next to Lillison. Amity teleports back behind Metreon, out of the vines. Uh, Kiva, there is a small silver rabbit next to you holding up a paw. Do you take it? Uh, yes, she'll take the she'll take the little spiritual paw. All right, uh, you can teleport up to thirty feet in any direction you choose. That's what is going to appear here next to uh, near Irina. It's going to be next to Irina. Yeah, I guess Kiva will join the ladies, I think. Okay. That's all she's ever wanted. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Um, I do believe our uh, crowned berserker friend has no targets near him. So he's Correct. going to just move up toward Kiva and Irina. Um, and then make a wisdom save. That'll take effect at the end of his turn. Uh, a 12 fails, I presume, right? Yes. Okay, very good. Uh, with that, the other Berserkers will take their turns. Uh, the ones who are fleeing will continue to flee out of sight and around the bend. And then the one by Ismark will raise his axe and will attack with it uh, using uh, the reckless feature to take advantage. That is a 23 to hit, hitting Ismark, uh, dealing 13 points of slashing damage with a grunt. He kind of flinches back, just struggling to parry and hold his blade up in defense. Uh, and the one next to Kiva is going to take her. Oof, seven and an eight. I'm guessing an eight doesn't hit. Thank God it doesn't. Beautiful. All right, you split wide, uh, dodging the attack as the Berserker snarls, slicing through the space where you just were moments ago. Uh, that is the end of their turn. Uh, Irina is going to glance toward Esmeralda and Kiva. Right, what's the plan? We staying or going? I think it's time to go, so I would start running uh, as fast as you can and maybe take this with you. And she's going to hand uh, Irina the gem if she can. I don't know if that's like an action thing, but... Uh, I would say that's an environmental interaction. You can kind of uh, have um, 
She'll, she can see it on your person. I'd say she can just take it with her environmental direction. You're probably holding it in a hand. Because um, I don't think you're wielding the mace yeah, anyway. So she will take that. No. Uh, she will use her action to disengage, and she will skedaddle away. All right. Uh, with that, Metreon, you're up. You can see that uh, Kiva and Ismark are still caught up in the thick of things. Esmeralda, Lilison, and Erthundir are starting to get out. What are you doing? So from this vantage point, and now that Irina's moved out of the way, um, can I shoot at these, uh, like the one in front of Kiva, would I be able to shoot without cover? Uh, the one in front of Kiva. Let's take a look. Would I have to move to the right a little bit? Uh, I would say... If you're going for the one that's not been crowned of thorned, then yes, you can hit that without uh, any cover. Okay, yes. Uh, yeah, I would notice the crown of uh, madness on him. So uh, instead, I'm going to go ahead and blast the uh, the berserker uh, that isn't crown of madness, as well as the druid that's uh, in the entangle spell, uh, kind of calling on that same uh, angy energy again. Uh, I'm going to throw out two Eldritch Blasts. <laughs> Your advantage on both of them. It's a 19 on the first. 19 will certainly hit. That's 9 plus. So it's uh, 14. First damage to the Berserker. Alright, 14 points of force damage. And the second attack? That's an 18. That will certainly hit. Give me some damage. Ugh, uh, five points of force damage. All right, uh, Kiva, you watch as from over your shoulder come two spiraling bolts of just crackling cold black energy, almost full of void, and smashing into the torso, the chest of the Berserker. The first one sending him off kilter, the second one just clipping by the side, sending him spiraling and forcing him to catch his breath, uh, struggling not to fall over. And oh, no, I, I, targeted the, I targeted the second bolt to the druid at the base of the... Oh, spell. okay, gotcha. Uh, so then I will take away those five points of damage to the uh, other one and give five points of damage to the Jeru that you hit. Yeah, and I'm going to uh, use my movement to catch up with Irina, but I'm going to still try and save you and everybody else. Alrighty. Sounds good. Alright, and that's it. Kiva, uh, you have two buddies, but one of them seems to have rather decorative taste and headgear at the moment. Uh, what are you doing? Amazing. Uh, so she is going to rage again. Um, for her fun little bonus action. And then she's going to uh, recklessly swing at the buddy who doesn't uh, have the cool headgear. Okay. That's a 20. Uh, that'll hit. And by the way, you don't have to activate Rage again. Uh, I checked, and it's as long as you take damage between turns, you're fine. Oh, fuck So yeah. you still have your Rage from last turn. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, it's a 20 to hit. Uh, five points of bludgeoning damage. Um, uh, yeah. Very good. Thank you so much. Um, just to make sure, does that matter for uh, the damage that Kiva took? Uh, it was thunder damage, it shouldn't. Yeah. Okay. Thunder damage is not resisted by rage, but thank you for checking. All right, Kiva, anything else on your turn? 
Uh, I can't do a bonus action without breaking the rage. So, um, no, she's just going to uh, continue to be, to take down these berserkers because she's raging and she's not very smart. Okay. Um, as it happened, uh, it is now Esmeralda's turn. She has maneuvered herself quite cleanly into a uh, very nice chessboard diagonal. So she's going to take out her Darkwood wand again as crackles of black electricity arc around the edges of it, and she's going to fling another lightning bolt through the two druids closest to Ismark. Beautiful. I'm obsessed with her. Ah, oh, I love that graphic. Ooh, that's beautiful. Oh, that's a lot of damage. And they both fail, taking 39 points of lightning damage as she fries <laughs> them both. You love like to see it. It's like a little cartoonish effect of like, you can see their bones through their skin for a moment, like an x-ray, and then they just drop to the ground, kind of hissing and steaming. Nice. Very nice. She turns toward you, keep her eyes wide. She's all right, that was the last of them. We've got to get out of here. Uh, Kivel just nod and, uh, and, you know, but then turn back to the berserkers because she's an idiot. All right, and the uh, vines and roots near Earthrendir and Lillison wilt away as that druid dies. Very good. All right, that is Esmeralda's turn. She's going to stick around for the moment because Kiva's still there. Uh, Ismark is up. He is going to... Hmm. He's got advantage if he wants to attack. This is true. He's going to take it. Uh, Lillison gave him some good advice. He's going to take it and go right for that left hip, if I recall correctly. It's an uh, advantage on one attack, right? Uh, I believe it is one attack, yes. All right. That is a 24 to hit, which will hit. Dealing nine points of damage that he'll attack uh, twice more, once with his longsword, once with his shortsword. Actually, uh, cool. Um... That is a 22 and a 22, dealing 11 plus 5, total of 16 points of slashing damage. My boy. All right, and he's going to briefly reposition by just stepping up here. All right, Arthur Deer, you're up. He's, like, he's staring at the scorch mark left on the, on the turf, and then he sees the two... Berserkers bearing down on Kiva, and almost without thinking, he raises his wand again. Just leave us alone! And he is casting another fireball. <laughs> Work. All right. Please you hear again the the pounding of war drums, the cacophony of the brass crying out in fierce, proud defiance, and then this gout of flame that rushes forth and bursts into this hellish inferno surrounding the two Western Berserkers. Okay, that's deck saves from both, for or twenty-three. Both fail. Both take twenty-three, and the both of them had exactly or less than twenty-three hit points. Oh, Kiva, you watch as before you this gout of flame explodes, burning, and before the berserkers have a chance to scream, there's this wall of black fire just in front of your face. You hear a terrible hissing a crackling and burning of flesh. And when the fire fades, you see two crumpled bodies smoking and smelling of charred meat crumpled at your feet. Just go, just come on, we're, we're done. Just please. 
And then he turns to the berserker that's fighting his mark. Come on, you gotta see how you gotta see how this is going. Just leave, just fucking leave. And that's his turn. All right, as you end your turn in response, um, the Berserker engaged with Ismark doesn't respond, but the Druid at the southwestern side, uh, still holding concentration over that entangled spell that Ismarlda stands in, uh, raises a staff in your direction, pointing it toward you, intoning the voice echoing through the circle of dead grass. The whispering, whispering wall, the Golstias tree, have guarded the secrets and power of the Dark Ones for generations, as they did the memories of the Ancient that came before him. He is the Ancient, he is the land, and we will not allow you to sully his holy place with your filth. His eyes are just blazing, spittle flying from his lips. You are getting a strong sense of an, an absolute lack of self-preservation right here. I, you idiots, he, he won't save you. He doesn't care. Do you not fucking? That's all. All right. Uh, it is now Lillison's turn. Okay. Uh, Lillison's shoulders slump a little as if in relief um, as her concentration on that one berserker is, uh, is uh, broken. Um she is going to glance between Erythrindir and this last druid, uh, narrowing her eyes as she hears this exchange. Then she is going to... Just slowly stride forward and just stare that druid down and cast, uh... Actually, you know what? She's not gonna stride forward. Alrighty. Uh, instead of using subtle, uh, she's going to use distant. And she's just going to stare down the druid and cast a uh, distant suggestion and say, Kneel. Is this a suggestion or a command? Uh, suggestion. Suggestion does need to be worded reasonably. So I'll allow you to rephrase that mm. if you'd like. Okay, well, what is reasonable? Uh, I will attempt to be reasonable. Um, kneel in surrender to us, or we will slay you and everyone you have ever known or cared about. Surely you understand where this is going. All right, that'll be a wisdom save. Let's see how it does. That is a 15. DC is 15. All right, you watch as there's this uh, silvery green wisp of mist that rises around it, kind of bubbling and uh, uh, thrashing with contained suggestive power. 
and the, the druid flashes uh, his staff through the air, dissipating it as his eyes flash dark again. Never. Well, if that's going to be how it is, and she's going to turn to Ismark uh, using her bonus action. Ismark, straight through the neck, if you please. All right. And, and you see Erythrindir just staring at you in utter horror. You... You... That's all. All right, well, Erythrindir is melting down. Amity, you're up. What's going on? You see that you're mostly uh, escaped from the fray, but you can see that Ismark's still engaged and Kiva seems to be still in range of uh, the remaining druid. What's going on? Okay. Um, Amity, thinking, you know, basically everything's fine. She's just going to cast a simple vicious mockery on uh, Ismark's dude to help take him out. Uh, saying, where are your plants now? Just, just run. Uh, and that's going to be a wisdom save, please, or a million damage. <laughs> All right, beautiful. I, I love it. I love it. So I imagine she said, where are your plants now? In the exact same tone that one would say, where is your god now? Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's a failure. How much damage? Uh, eight, which is the maximum. Mm. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she just sort of backs up a little bit um, off the north top of the map because uh, we, we won. All right, and uh, that Berserker has disadvantage on the next attack. All right. Uh, the remaining druid will advance toward uh, you and Esmeralda Kiva. Thank God, because she was going to advance towards him next, so... With a howl, he raises his staff to the sky and slams it toward you again, casting another second level thunder wave. I do. Oh. Alright, I will need a constitution saving throw from Miss Kiva, please. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Dirty 20. All right, uh, that was 13 thunder damage. That would have taken her out, so that's good. Beautiful. There's this thunderous wave of force, and you raise the mace in the last second, bracing yourself uh, with your forearms, and you manage to withstand the spiral of dark thunder that sweeps out from before you. Uh, Esmeralda manages to withstand it most of it as well. Uh, you only take uh, seven points of thunder damage. Okay. All right. And with that, it is our friendly Berserker's turn, who is going to be happy to recklessly attack Ismark. Uh, fortunately, because of Vicious Mockery, this is just a straight roll. Uh, unfortunately, that is a 23 to hit. Ismark grunting as the Berserker deals 10 points of slashing damage. All right, Irina is up. She's going to step back to Metreon. Gives you a kind of a side glance. Do you have anything that that I could use? Any? Any? Do you have a spare crossbow or something? Uh, uh yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, Metreon will pull out his hand crossbow and hand it to her. Beautiful. Uh, she will uh, pick it up and take aim at 
let's say... It's not a great shot, but she'll take aim at the... Um, her circle next to Ismark. Actually, no, she'll take aim at, at the druid next to Kiva and Esmeralda. Uh, that will... Hit. These guys don't have exceptionally high AC. Hand crossbows are what? 1d6 plus dex? Uh, yes. Add a 6 force damage from the retribution that I keep forgetting to add. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. Uh, Alright, that'll be uh, 2 piercing damage from Irina plus 6 force damage from Kiva. Total of 8. And the druid has to make a concentration check. Two, actually. Uh, succeeding both times. All right. Uh, that is Irina's turn. Metrion, you're up. Uh, seeing Ismark getting cut down in the way that he is, uh, he just... Uh, come on, Ismark, get out of there. And uh, as uh, he does, he stomps his foot. <clears throat> Sorry. He stomps his foot down on the ground and... Uh, Actually, let me just double check the range of this. Uh, okay, so let me. Yeah, he's got it. Uh, he will cast Toll the Dead as he stomps his feet into the ground and uh, sends out this uh, echo of reverberating necrotic energy. All right, this is at the yeah. Druid or the Berserker? The Berserker, and it's going to be a wisdom save. Unfortunately, that is a natural 20. Fucker. Oof. And Irina has still left the gem on her? Uh, Irina does still have the gem, yes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to run up to her. Oh, wait. The gem. She nods down toward uh, kind of the crook of her arm. She's kind of like holding it like held beneath her, like, between her arm and her side as she reloads the crossbow. You can kind of take it out with your environmental direction if you'd like. Alright, yeah, I'll take it. I'll stuff it into my bag, and I'm going to use the rest of my movement, which is 10, I think. Alrighty. And then I'm going to use my bonus action to dash and get the fuck out of here. Lovely. Alright, uh, with that, Kiva, you are up. You are not looking so good. Uh, the druid over you has taken some damage, but is not looking too hurt. Uh... You can watch behind you as Amity and Metron are beginning to retreat. What are you doing? She's so painfully dumb. Um, she's going to she's gonna get in close and uh, recklessly attack. All right, go for it. Hold on, sorry, my, like, foundry is being annoying. All good. All right, that's a 20. A 20 will hit. For four damage. She's really doing great. Did you add your uh, rage damage to that? For six damage. Six damage. <laughs> She's cracking skulls over here. All right, you smashed across the side of his shoulder. He grunts kind of... Uh, uh, almost crumpling under the weight, but then lifts up and meets her right in the eyes and glares. Uh, is that your turn? She's just gonna, like, she's got, like, blood dripping from the corners of her mouth, and she's just gonna, like, do the, like, finger curl, like, come at me, bro. Um, and that's her turn. 
All right. Uh, you just hear a sharp intake of breath behind you as Esmeralda whirls forward behind you and jabs forward with her rapier and hand axe. If this isn't women love women solidarity, I don't know what is. All right, that's going to be 11 points of damage plus 10 points, plus a fuck ton of damage. Uh, you watch as she swipes out twice uh, with her rapier, almost like Zoro style, cutting across his chest as he stumbles back. She takes the hand axe and slams it forward, lodging it right in his head. He lets out a final muffled grunt and slowly slides to the ground, unmoving. She casts a uh, frantic side glance at you. All right, are we good? Let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, 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 let's go. All right, uh, Ismark is up. Um, he'll uh, glance back at uh, Lillison and Erythrindir. Um Is he getting the vibe that uh, he should be retreating or that he should be attacking here? Erythrindir vote. Erythrindir looks like he's finish him off. Uh, Lillison has given him advantage on his next attack, so uh, she's right. staring at him with expectation. I'm assuming that she does like that that like thumb sideways thing that like Roman emperors do in the Colosseum, and that just goes thumbs down. In which case, Ismark will do so, taking advantage of his first attack. A 24 to hit, another 24 to hit, and a 9 to hit, which is missed, but that's a total of 20 points of slashing damage. Wow! Thumbs down down actually meant don't kill them. This is he, like, world's clear with this flicker of steel that just cuts through the air like uh, like a knife, just flourishing... Um, with dexterity and surprising grace for someone of his broad stature and size. Uh, you hear the Berserker give a grunt of pain as blood spurts from the wound. And, uh, the Berserker nearly crumples to the ground. Uh, that is the end of Ismark's turn. Erythrindir, you are up. Lillison's on deck. He stares at Lillison. God. I thought I didn't need to learn Counterspell. God damn it, I thought I was safe with you! And then... He turns away from her and sprints towards the last Berserker. And as he does, you see a crackling flame begin to grow around his short sword as he, and just in anger and grief, he lashes out with green flame blade. All right, roll the hit. Uh, that's the wrong spell. Uh, that's... God, that's an 11, even with advantage. Uh, unfortunately, uh... Actually, no, he attacked with... Oh, yeah, he, he with advantage, you said. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the Berserker kind of crumpled for a moment, just flashes out, bringing the axe up, uh, blocking the blow with the blade of the weapon. You can watch as there's this flickering green emerald fire that licks up and down the edges of the blade, the Berserker grunting, struggling to hold it back, as Aerithrandir is filled with this almost strange, unholy strength and determination, the Berserker almost crumpling, but just barely managing to force it back, uh, preventing the blow from connecting. There's a burst of flame, and Erythrindir, you and the Berserker both skid backwards several inches as the energy dissipates. He hisses in disappointment and then looks over at Kiva and just whispers, Heal! And Kiva, you're going to heal for five. She has 10 now. And that's her, that's his turn. Progress. All right. Beautiful. Lillison, uh, you're up. What are you doing? Um, that is a very, very, very good question. Hmm. 
Lulison's eyes blaze as she watches Erythrodeer uh, flee. Because that's pretty much what it is. Um, and she is going to stretch out her her hand with the uh, green gem of her focus glinting in the murky light. She's going to cast Ray of Sickness towards the Berserker. All right, are you casting it from here? Uh, I know it's a roll to hit, so do you want to get a better angle first? Uh, does the Berserker have cover or something? Uh, yes, from your eyes, yeah. standing in the way, yeah. So I would give, I would probably um, give that three quarters cover or uh, half cover. Yeah, she's gonna walk around this way. All right, that'll do it. And uh, cast. That is a fifteen to hit. And you have advantage. Do I? I think yes. Reckless. Attacked recklessly. That is a 25 to hit. Yes, that will hit. How much damage? Uh, four damage. Alas, and, low rolls. Uh, and must uh, make a constitution saving throw. All right. That is a 12, which is a failure. Um, Erythrindir, you watch as uh, suddenly hear the sound of dead grass crunching beneath footsteps and the skidding of boots through mud. You whirl, you see Lilith just sliding into place uh, just 10 feet away from Ismark, the green gem from her palm facing outward, her face just entirely stony, businesslike, and then a searing blast of sickening greenish light lashes out from her palm. And you see in that moment, the very head of it is not a beam, but a shrieking skull that slams into the Berserker's chest as he stumbles backward, sickening poisonous green light just lashing up and down his body with small crackling arcs as he doubles over, looking sick. He is now poisoned. Lilithan is going to use her bonus action to uh, stare at Erthrindir and uh, say, hit him in that spot next. You get the help action. He is not going to take it. All right. Amity, you're up. Build is almost clear. Are you doing anything? Um, sure. Uh, first going to bonus action, roll on a little table, then going to uh, the spirit table for those in the audience, then turning uh, to face this berserker, she is going to cast a spell as a little uh, arrow with a heart on the end sort of flickers through the air towards this berserker she's casting. Uh, I will note that it's only uh, things that aren't hostile toward you. Oh no! Okay, whatever. Uh, I don't. You know what? There's only one guy. Uh, we've run out of things that are happening. Vicious mockery. <laughs> All right. Vicious mocking. Uh, unfortunately, that is a twenty, and I don't think poison does saving throws. Yeah, whatever. There's only one guy left. Like, it doesn't really matter. Um, it's his turn. <laughs> All right, it is his turn, and he's going to turn and attack the newcomer, Erythrindir, using Reckless to overcome the poison condition. That is a 24 to hit. Oof, yeah, no, that's hitting hard. All right, fortunately, he rolls a 1, so that'll be 4 points of slashing damage. Okay. And As you barely managed to parry the blow with your sword sword, still grunting with the exertion and pain. And fear drops. 
Okay. You immediately feel the sense of influence that you had vanish. Okay. That is the end of uh, Berserker Buddy's turn. Uh, Irina's up. She's going to take another shot at Berserker. Unfortunately missing. Uh, the bolt goes wide. Metreon, you're up. Uh, well, but you're running away, right? Yeah, you would. Uh, all they would see would be four Metreons running away. Uh... <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, then, Kiva, uh, you are up. Time to be a stupid bitch. Beautiful. Go for it. What are you doing? Uh, reckless. Alrighty. Uh, I'm recklessly macing him. Just so you know, he you already have an advantage, so you don't need to do it again. Because he used reckless already. Oh, fuck yeah, then great. Twenty. Twenty will hit. How much damage? Seven. Bludgeoning damage, please. Nine. Nine. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> it's perfect that I'm playing Kiva because I do have no brain. That's fine. Love it. All right. With that, you bring the the mace smashing down on the side of him uh, as he grunts with pain uh, behind you. Esmeralda takes up uh, a spot, and you see a mode of flame crackling in her hands uh, that goes sweeping forward through the air as she sends a firebolt crackling toward this berserker, uh, which will hit, dealing 11 points of damage. You watch as it sweeps over Ismark's shoulder, slamming into his chest, screaming as the heat scorches his skin, and then he crumples to the ground, the axe tumbling across the earth, unmoving. And as Esmeralda turns toward you, eyes wide, she says hoarsely, All right, can we go? It looks like we're about to have company. And Earthen, do you look up and you see several silhouettes making their way back around the south side of the ring? Please, let's let's get out of here. And... Are we still in initiative? Uh, not at the moment. If you'd like, you can start fleeing. Yeah, no, Aerithrandir <laughs> will lay, lay his hand on Kiva's shoulder and murmur another spell, and she'll heal for a bit more. Not as much as he'd like. Okay. Uh, with that, the group of you makes your way out of the stone circle, stampeding down the hill as you see those uh, trio of silhouettes coming up behind you. Shouts of rage and cries of fury echoing through the air. Um... It's not long, however, before you manage to crest the bottom of the hill and glance back up behind you. And you see the three silhouettes stand atop the hill, uh, axes and staffs raised high in defiance, and then slowly, seeing you've breached the bottom of the structure, turn and retreat back into the stone circle, vanishing from sight. Each of you take a moment at the very bottom of the hill, just close to one of the branching points with uh, stone cairns encircling the hill on either side of you, catching your breath as you watch the silhouettes of the druids and berserkers vanish out of sight.
yeah. Um, Metreon is, uh, I guess once they're coming out of the grove, they would see four Metreons running back towards the spot at the base of the, uh, uh, the I guess the path from the forest that led up to this grove. Um, but yeah, he, uh, four of them are just pressed up against trees, just panting. If that old bastard doesn't want to work with us now, after we got this fucking rock back, I swear to God, I'll kick his ass myself. Oh, I'll provide a boot for you. Please tell me we got it right. You, you have the damn thing. Yeah, and I, I raise it up, and uh, all four hands go up, but only one has the gem in it. Hearthendir like sags over in relief, panting. Okay. Okay. No, I've had mirrors before, but damn, I'm good looking. He, he just at the other lays three. down in the dirt to ignore Metreon. <laughs> Lilithan glances towards Erythrindir, just seeing if he's going to meet her eyes. He will not. He is looking at the ground, and actually, as you watch, he kind of stands up, the hand over his mouth, and makes a run for the tree line. And then you hear a retching sound. What's this problem? Well, um, you know, that was an intense fight, and he did that fucking fire thing, so maybe he's, uh, I don't know, does that make you sick? I mean, it might make him sick, given his, you know, history. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. She'll, like, sit up and look over at everyone else. Are we all, uh, other than the sour stomach, are we all doing okay? Or I'm peachy, but you look like hell. Yeah, I feel like I usually look like hell after these little fun uh, side trips we take. Well, I mean, we got the thing, so I feel like it's worth it. I hope. We won. Yeah, sort of, I guess you could say. How about, how about you? Uh, is you all right? She's uh, kind of breathing a bit hard as she kind of sweeps some of the ash and char off of her long coat. Yes, I should be all right. Um, as for everyone else... She kind of glances around, kind of taking stock of the group, uh, glancing a bit of concern over at Erythrindir. Do you think he's going to be all right? That is not an ordinary side effect of spellcasting. He's got a bit of a touchy history, I think, with that spell in particular, so I think it's more of an emotional thing, not a physical thing. Amity, you want to check on your boy there? Yeah, I I never know whether he wants... Alone time, or well, okay. Uh, she's going to go and um, gingerly trapes up to him. He's well. You have to step over a rather large puddle of set to get to him. But yeah, he's on his knees beside a pretty large pine tree, just hands clasped around the bark like a life raft. That was that was amazing how you just made explosions happen. Empty. Do you I, do you want to be alone? No, I don't. I. He looks up at her, and there's just his his normally pale complexion is just con kind of a little gray green. You're you're okay, right? You're they didn't hurt you. You're you're fine. 
they didn't even touch me. Oh. And he just stands up and fiercely hugs her. Oh, thank God. I I was I I thought after after the tree there were there were so many of them. There were I, I didn't know. I thought that the only way we're gonna get out of there is if I I I I I, I he's just shaking. Thanks. I, I know. But if, if, I mean, he hugs him back. If, you said you said yourself. Every time something like this happens, we get stronger, more powerful magic. So it's it's going to be better. I don't want to be stronger, Amity. That's what led to that. He just breaks away. Thank you. I. I appreciate you coming to check on me, but I, I just, let's just go home. I just want to go somewhere with a bed. That'd be nice. Do you want to talk about anything? He, his gaze flickers over to Lillison and then to the smoke from the top of the hill. Yeah, I, I, I do. Just maybe not here. I don't want to be here anymore. Um, all right, I I understand. Let's yeah, but I, I I'll take you up on that later. Thanks. He just kind of gingerly, woodenly pats her shoulder. And then very stiffly walks back, starts walking back to the group. Speaking of Lillison, how does she look right now? Lillison has been physically untouched somehow. Um, she's uh, rubbing absently at some uh, basically like kind of not even like rope burns, but the marks where some of the vines had entangled her uh, on her ankle. Just every so often glancing with a thoughtful frown over towards Erythrindir, uh, then up into the sky, um, then over to the burning top of the hill. And then she makes um, sort of just a generally address to everybody her mark. Well, we should probably start heading back if we want to have any chance of reaching a hospitable place before nightfall, I think. Yeah. Yeah, if we're all uninjured and we can all walk, let's let's go. Let's That's an agreeable get. idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You think we can make Velaki, or we're gonna have to do the tower again? Uh, is Mark? What do you think? Uh, from the way that we've traveled thus far, I think we could probably make uh, Velaki before nightfall. Let's go. Come on. That would be very nice. Is Mark? How are you doing? Um. He kind of winces, uh, touching a wound on his uh, thigh. It could be better, I think, but um, it, it's probably for the best that we'd not linger too long uh, in the woods. Uh, the sooner we get back behind the uh, proper walls, I think, the safer we'll be. Agreed. Let's let's get back. And let's yeah. keep an eye out for more of uh, those woodland spies as well.
uh, Metreon starts to, as everyone's starting to kind of file up, he'll go over to Irina. Oi, how'd you do with that thing? With, um, do, do you mean the gem? Or? No, the, the crossbow. How'd you do with it? Oh, uh, oh it, it went well. Thank you. Um, do you mind if I uh, hold on to it for a bit, if, if you don't mind? It, it came in handy. He sucks his teeth a bit. Yeah, uh, I'll he even gives him a look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can tell on his on his face he's ready to say no, but then his eyes look over at uh, Kiva, giving him uh, what I assume is a very stern look, and uh, <laughs> he'll turn back to Irina. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, you just uh, you know stay close to me, and uh, you know uh, just try not to use too many bolts. You know they ain't free. She nods. Right, of course. Thank you. Yeah, I guess we're with that. We start to yeah, crack on. Uh, as, I will say though, as uh, we're starting to move, uh, you do hear a, a disappointed groan from Metreon as the other uh, Metreons uh, sort of decay and fall to whatever uh, they look like. Uh, what what was the spell description, Derek? No, they were like uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, all all of them, all five of the Metreons, you know, were not particularly attractive. They kind of had these sunken appearances, uh, almost like undeath had taken hold of them. Um, But, you know, they were functional. Uh, But now you see as they kind of just melt away. I'm not going to answer that question. You watch as they kind of melt away, like Lillison's corpse did at the uh, gallows so long ago, just falling away into this pile of misty sludge that then vanishes into the ether. Regardless, as each of you turn toward uh, the path ahead and begin to make your way away from Master Hill. But Kiva, as you take the first step onto the path away from the lower slopes of Yester Hill, you hear a whisper, a deep voice carried on the wind. Long have I waited, it says. For one who is worthy, my spear hungers for blood. Retrieve it and rule these mountains in my stead, just like the mighty warriors from the early days of the Whispering Wall. And as you hear that voice echoing in your thoughts, you feel something pulling your gaze, your attention, not forcefully, but just as if by a suggestion, by an attraction. But as your gaze locks onto one of the muddy, wet blackstone cairns on the western side of the hill, you feel something in your chest drawn toward it, as if by the echo of a promise that you feel held out toward you. Uh, wait, wait, wait a moment. So, something, uh, did you hear that? No, what'd you hear? Hear what? Something spoke to me. Uh, said he's waited for a, a warrior. A, something about a spear and and ruling in his stead. It, I think it wants me to go get something. Do you really trust anything that this place is offering you? 
Is this something that she can like resist or is this like a... This is not a compulsion and, and she would recognize it having felt Strahd's charm before. This is not an enchantment. This is you sudden, th this is the equivalent of seeing something marked on a mini map that says, here is your quest objective. Uh, you're not being compelled, but you are suddenly aware that there is something of great interest in or about the cairn that you were looking at, if you choose to pursue it. <laughs> she just like puts a hand on the, on the sun sword and just like waits to feel that like the good purpose, the sort of like, you know, um, warmth and, and when she does, she just gives like a, a long, look back and says, well, uh, at least I know where it is now. Maybe we can come back, but I, I don't know that it's a good idea right now. Right, well done. Sit to do it. Yeah, Kiva, Kiva's like looking at the Cairn for a little bit and almost like waiting for the voice again. And then after a few seconds, she'll follow along, but she'll sort of keep a glance casted over her shoulder until it's out of sight. Kiva, if you do come back, make sure that one of us is with you in case of um, things like that unfortunate pool incident. Oh yeah, that would that would be fun. I'd get my own pool ghost trying to kill me. So, you know, it'd be it'd be great. Yeah, I don't think I ever want to come back here ever. But I don't know if we need a weapon to rule over the mountains, we know where to find it. She does give Lillison a sort of uh, impressed look, and uh, I really liked what you said about the, the kneeling and stuff. That was pretty badass. <laughs> I, well, I'm not entirely proud of what I said there. I mean, taking it from the person who got the absolute shit kicked out of her, I think they deserved it. So you're not going to hear me complaining. She glances over in Aerithrandir's general direction and uh, says in kind of a low voice, It was uh, unnecessary. A prideful show of power. It wasn't wise. Well, you know, um... Okay, I take it back then. It was a prideful show of power, not badass. Thank you. She like gives her a, a sort of, uh, you know, bow and uh, yes, my gracious master and uh, <laughs> falls back in line with the rest of them. Sam. <laughs> we heard. <laughs> Rude. But yeah. A few minutes down the line, Earthen Deer will say a little too loudly. Hey, so 
Molson, quick question for you. Yes? That ability you have, where sometimes you, you cast spells, and but there's no trace of them, you don't have to go through the normal stuff, you don't have to pull out components or anything. That's really useful, huh? She just gives the back of his head a look, because I assume that he's, you know... He's not, not really, looking at her, no. Yeah. That's really, really useful, I can imagine. I suppose it can be. Yeah. No. I, I'm happy for you. It's a good ability to have in your stable, apparently. Wish you luck with it. Hope it gives you everything you need. Aetherin, dear. <sighs> the fuck do you want me to say? Look. I'm not gonna tell you you shouldn't be fucking enchanting people. We're It's life or death, and that is honestly better than death. I would much prefer if you could wave your fancy green gem and make them all run away. That's what I was trying to do. But you'll forgive me if I'm a little bit rattled at finding out you have the means to influence any of us soundlessly without any visible trace at any time. Wait, 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 what? What? I'm sorry, what? You saw her today, right? You saw it today, right? I didn't see much. I was running away, but... but... She's got the same spell you have. Oh, look at you! And uh, Metron just, like, moves his hand up and down, sort of, like, showing her off. Lillison rolls her eyes soundlessly. Roll your eyes. It looks like we're both snakes dead, isn't it? <sighs> snakes is one word for it. Well, good to know. Wish you... Every dear. What? Do you trust my judgment? I did. You were willing to trust me when you did not know that I had this power. Will you go so far as to trust me in saying that I use it when I feel it is absolutely necessary and not at a whim? I don't doubt that. And that's the reason I'm still traveling with you. But I'll say this. I respect you more than you know. You're incredibly proficient, stupidly powerful, a brilliant tactician, the whole package. You're smarter than me, and you have, in all evidence, years of experience in this sort of thing. So you'll forgive me if, given that impression, that I think that you might, you and I might have different views of what it'd be necessary. Say, if I were going to do something that would seriously impede one of your goals and you couldn't convince me otherwise.
What do you imagine my goals are? To get out, same as us. Otherwise, though, damned if I know. I know you've got them, but you play them real damn close to the chest. Well, so I'm not. Are ahead. you willing to say what your goals are, other than getting out of here? Because I will trade. I. I don't want to have to. To do any more of this than I have to. I think it's too late. I think. I, I, either I crossed that line today or I crossed it a week ago, but I would like to get out of here with my soul and my sense of morality and my ability to live with myself intact. Although that one, I think, isn't really there anymore. Not really feasible. So I suppose at the moment it's get the fuck out, preserve all of you while we get the fuck out and the people I've come to care about. And then make sure I never have to think about what the fuck I had to do here ever again. I guess that's it. Worthy goals. Yeah, you are. What? I... That you said that... I misunderstood you, I'm sorry. I was saying that your goals are worthy. <sighs> I wish to act in such a way that whenever I see my father again, I will not be ashamed to tell him what it is that I have done. Erthen Deer is going to roll an insight check. Okay. Three. Pretty hard to read. Lillison is difficult to make sense of even on the best of days and at this point, her face is just quiet and as unrevealing as stone. She seems to be taking this conversation as seriously as you are, if nothing else. Hmm. He kind of accepts this. Your father, what would make him ashamed? To know that... I had squandered my resources, used excess displays of power and pride when there might have been a simpler, more efficient way to know that I had allowed any of those I considered my responsibility to have become unnecessarily harmed. 
to know that I had played my hand. Too unwisely. For the first time, he looks back at her. And how do you think you're doing so far? I think I will have much to explain whenever I see him again. He laughs, a hollow, bitter little thing. I think I would have to do the same to Kristoff if I could. Who knows, maybe with Amity's new thing I can. Although, I can only hope he's reincarnated at this point. Do you think you'll recognize him? If he is? I don't know. I... I don't think so. The... you get... that's one of the beauties. You get a new chance. Even if you're the worst person, even if you have spent years and years doing wrong, and your soul isn't marked by that, you get to be someone new. And they get a new chance. It's what I gotta believe, anyway. For my own sake. Just out of curiosity, Lil, you know, just, uh, who have you in, you know, enchanted while we've been out here that we didn't know of? Alilison glances over towards Metreon. None of you. I want to inside check that. Yeah, same. <laughs> I don't believe her for a second. Thirteen? Nine. <laughs> And we're not beating her modifier. We're doing great, guys. <laughs> we're doing great, guys. She's trustworthy. Seems hard to read. It's difficult to tell. Tragna, it's the truth, though. You, I mean, yes, but like, you know. Okay, not, poker not face all the time. Well, I mean, was she lying? No. Then roll a persuasion check. That's, that's a 16. Okay, she seems pretty earnest. Uh, Arthur certainly recognizes this when she says that. In fact, I would say that, you know, given the 13 uh, little stuff, is there anything you'd like to add, like, you know, any little nuggets of insight that Arthur would pick up along with the subtext of, of her rejection of the idea? Um, Lillison seems slightly uh, hurt by the notion uh, and seems to be trying to cover that up. Yeah, no, I think she's telling the truth. I remember what it feels like. Afterward, you... You know, if you know what to look for. If she has, it hasn't been on me. Well, I guess it's satisfactory then. You have a plan on using it on any of us. I don't currently plan to. Obviously, if one of you turns around and puts a blade to my neck, I will try to persuade you to, under all using any tools I have to not. So please don't do that. 
All right, let's maybe just take a step. We're all tired. We've had quite a long day. I think this maybe isn't the best time to start poking bears. And she's going to look at Metreon. Yeah, no, 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 no. You know what? I've been called a, a cad for doing what I do. And it's, it, it's nothing I can really control, right? It's just something that comes natural to me. But she, she comes back from the dead. She's enchanting people all over in secret. And it's okay. It's all, it's all right. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm just saying maybe this isn't the best place to do this in the open. Where someone might be listening and take this as an opportunity to say, wow, they're infighting. Maybe I could come fuck them up a little bit more. Right, all right, fine. And he oh. rolls his eyes and it's like, just starts to back away. Can I do a quick uh, perception check to see if there are any uh, spies looking at us in the woods? Yeah, by all means. As well. Kiva just goes over to Metreon and she's just like, I don't, I agree with you. I'm on your side. I just, every opportunity that we show a little crack in the armor he can take. 18. 18. Uh, glancing around, you don't see any evidence of spies. No. Uh, the woods seem fairly quiet and empty. Cool. Continue. So we just be cheery in public. Smile, sing campfire songs, and then when we've locked ourselves in our room, triple checked that triple checked the windows, cast warding spells, and said a prayer in a circle three times, then we get to be honest with each other. That's how we're rolling. Okay, you know what? I just tried to make a suggestion, but if you guys want to keep pissing at each other, then fine, go ahead. Someone I else is like making suggestions too. <laughs> Kiva just, like, throws her hands up and just limps over to Esmeralda and just decides to leave these people to what they're going to do. All right, I'll I I'm dropping it, I'm I dropping it, I swear. I appreciate the mediation, but this feels important. No, 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 I think she's right, though. You know, let's get to warmer beds and, you know, uh, some cool drinks. And, uh, you know, let's really just uh, get somewhere safe, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Last thing, Erythrindir will fall into step next to Lillison and say in a very low voice, So, if your goal's to make, to avoid using more force than necessary, then I'd like you to know this. Any time you would cast something like that on me, would be more force than necessary. That's not that's not a threat. That's not me saying just kind of a promise. You do that to me and it's the end of things. That's all. Just want she, you to know. She looks over at him with a very steady gaze. Any time that I feel that you are being particularly unreasonable, any time I might be tempted to do so, I will simply say, Erthrindir, I feel you are being unreasonable, and if we were enemies, this is where I would use one of those spells. <laughs> 
<laughs> wow. Goodness gracious, man. Wow. That's a, that's really how you function, huh? What? <laughs> Just uh, the, the the whole I'm going to tell you when, in another circumstance, I would do violence to you. That's certainly a kind of honesty. You have it's not... It's almost respectable. You have not reached anywhere near that threshold yet, and I most earnestly hope that we never get to that point. He nods. And I, for my part, will do my part... To not tell you that. Because unless you put a dagger to my neck, I'm not going to fucking hurt you. But thank you. Have a good day. And he drifts away. Wilson watches him move off and her hand slips into one of her bags before re remembering that uh, the scroll she's looking for she already burned in the fire. Oh. <laughs> By this point, Yesterhill has vanished from sight southward behind you and you've continued making your way forth northward through the winding trail through the woods. You see coming up into sight ahead of you to the north around a copse of trees, the ruins of the Wizard of Wines, and you continue onward. Passing forth by the ruins and wreckage through the trails and tracks and deep gouges in the earth left by the tree blight that you've destroyed, and leaving even those ruins behind. As you continue north, as they vanish into the mists of the Svalish woods, you find yourselves once more upon the main road of the old Svalich Road. It's here at the Raven River Crossroads where you turn eastward once more, leaving behind the bridge to Kresk and passing along the now familiar trail, some tempers quietly simmering, others less quietly, each of you glancing around at the tree line, at the woods for any evidence of waiting watchful eyes somewhat graciously though it seems none make themselves immediately evident to you and so it is that another hour two hours nearly a third comes to pass as you make your way across the lunar river bridge seeing in the northern distance just beyond the mist and fog the lapping of the waves against the shores of lake zarevich that once more pass beyond the tree line as the Svalich woods reassert themselves and the old abandoned hovels and shacks begin to come into view just on the edges of the city limits. And from there, it's not before long that you see coming into view once more the palisade wall that surrounds the settlement of the Lockie. The dark buildings and small clouds of mist that swirl through the air and along the ground, slinking upon the outside of the walls as if waiting for a chance to get in. You see this clearing laid before you, 
as in the center of the valley, you approach the familiar settlement. And hopefully, as the sky darkens into late afternoon, hopefully, a safe place to rest for the evening. You approach the gates of Velaki, traversing the descending path that makes its way away from the tree line and toward the settlement proper. As you approach, you can see the figures manning the gates there, two uh, cloaked individuals, their scimitars at their sides, and one guard familiar to you uh, in gear, bearing a spear at the side. As you approach, they glance up at the sky above and seeing it's still light, move to begin opening it for you. One of them seems to nod in a kind of recognition. And together you're able to make your way past the gates as you hear the screeching of the uh, rusted iron and the clutter thud of the wood. But as you step through, you glance off to the side just by the one of the ladders that leads up to the side of the palisade wall where a small battlement is set up. There you see a figure, um, a young man, hurriedly making his way down the ladder from where he had been watching over from atop the walls, uh, nearby one of the patrolling guards, and began approaching you with a hurried uh, speed to his step. You can see that he appears to have uh, dark hair, a um, tangle of hair that kind of is lopsided across his forehead, um, wearing uh, actually quite uh, nice clothes, uh, rich... Uh, dark brown tunic, blue spirals across the sleeves. Um, and as he approaches closer, um, several of you recognize him as uh, a young man that you'd previously seen uh, in the tap room of the Blue Water Inn, what feels like a lifetime ago, cheering along to one of Amity's stories. Amity, uh, you recognize this young man as he approaches you, kind of stumbling a bit over himself. Uh, Roy, you law. Um, you're, um, which one of you's, uh, Lady Tornsail? Uh, you said I recognized him? Sorry, should I know who this uh, is? Yes, this is one of the two drunken nobles you saw, uh, happily listening to your stories in the Blue Water Inn when you first got to Velaki. Um, and you kind of recognize them a bit, and you think you've heard someone point them out to you as, him, him out to you as one of Lady Vokter's sons. Understood. Um, Amity says... Oh, um, right, she's just so, uh, 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 entering Lillison mode. Um, wh why do you want to know? Um, Roy, it, well, if, if you are all with her, um, I had, um, um, uh, any kind of glances, a nervous look toward the guards at the gates, just as almost as making sure that they're far enough away. Um, Roy, um, sorry, I, I just had, uh, um, a message for you of sorts, um, if you, if you ha had a second, mates, um, pl please, if you don't mind. We'll give you five. What's, what, what is it? He nods gratefully. Right, um, you see, um, uh, my mother, um, he coughs, uh, sorry, uh, the Baroness, uh, she has, um, an invitation, uh, she'd like you to speak with her, uh, at, um, uh, at our estate, uh, right away, if, if you don't mind. It's a very urgent matter. Um, please. And you can see as he's saying this to you, his voice kind of pleading, his, he's got kind of circles under his eyes. He looks very tired. The, the Baroness. 
Sorry, one at a time. What did Lillison say? I think I heard Amity. All of us, or? Um, all of, uh, Lady Tornsail's associates, uh, she said. Uh, I guess that means you. Why, kind of glances why, around each why of you. does she need us, and why do you look so poorly? Um, oh, oh, me, um, I, I, I've just, um, I've just been looking out for a while. Uh, she's, I was just keeping out to see, uh, when you'd get back. Um, and, and it's great, because, because you did. Erythrindir um, puts his hand on his shoulder. Slow down. Breathe. Look, he lowers his voice. This is where we're, this is as private as we're going to get at the moment, I imagine. If you have anything you want to tell us, say it to us now in a whisper and we will act like we heard nothing. He blinks. Uh, I, look, I, I don't know exactly what she wants of you. She just said that it was a matter of life and death and that if you don't talk to her before nightfall tonight, someone's probably going to die. Well, that's compelling enough. We go together. We don't send Lillison alone. We don't send anybody alone. We'll we'll go. Tell your tell the Baroness we'll be along once we've sorted out a few matters of our own. He nods gratefully, uh, exhaling, uh, looking very relieved. Roy, good. Um, and he glances up at the sky, um, which by now is, you know, kind of middling afternoon, approaching later. And you'll be by uh, before dusk, right? She said that was very important. Yes, we will. Good. Right. Um, thank you. And he just kind of nods gratefully. And, and you're noticing this, like, uh, he looks remarkably, like, sense of dishevelment and just frantic anxiety, which is a far clash from the kind of raucous uh, party-goer uh, that you first encountered at the inn. Um, he just gives another nod, almost approaching a bow, and then um, almost uh, uh, almost as if he's not quite sure what he's doing, uh, begins stumbling his way down the street away from you, presumably toward Vokter House. Erthrandir wants to know something. Does he look like he's under the effects of just normal stress, anxiety, sleep deprivation? Or is he acting like he's under a spell? Make an insight check. Seven. Tough to read. You're feeling pretty exhausted right now, so you're not yeah. entirely sure. Fair. Well, I, I, I vote we don't hand off the gem until later. I don't want to. I feel like that's going to be an event, and I think we need to go to this. No, 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 no. I think no, we no, need no, to no, give no, the gem no. first and keep it far away from her. Right. Right. Do we, do we want to potentially put Irina in her grasp as well? No, I think we should leave some people behind, and maybe only the associates and perhaps our yeah. darling badass as can come with us. I don't know. The last time we left folks alone in Velaki. He kind of looks over at Irina and winces. Okay, fair enough. I will stay by Irina's side and make sure that nothing happens to her. And we'll you're just... also you are also bleeding from like eight different wounds. Look, you're not going without me. So I will keep Irina next to me and we'll make sure that we drop the gem off first though. Fiona should not have the gem. Yeah. I'll have a bit no, of a crazy fair. idea. What is it? 
uh, and you would notice too that some somewhere along the way, uh, I ta- I put on a disguise and uh, I look like one of the wolf hunters that led us out here in the first place. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Agmirak could, you know, go as her, just in case you know, like red heron and all that. I don't think you can do the accent. Well, I can try. Earthendir looks at her and looks over at Irina in kind of incredulity. Um, that's not red herring. That's brown herring. <laughs> that's a good one. That that's a good one. euphemism? I don't think so. Like, because cause her hair's dyed, we dyed her hair brown, and because her real hair is red, and so instead of a red herring, it's a brown. Kiva just Come looks on, over at Irina and just like, I'm so sorry, but with her eyes. Irina, love, what do you want to do? She frowns, uh, kind of glancing around the rest of you. I, I mean, as far as we, as I can tell, sticking together has seemed safe enough. Um, but then again, um, uh, I don't know. Um, if you think it might be a risk, um, especially given what you've told me of um, Lady Vakter's um, associates um, or interests, then I mean, perhaps it might be better. Listen, I think that having Ismark and Arena with the gem at the at the inn with the Markovs, you know, it's going to be a lot harder for anyone to get their hands on her. Yeah, no, that I. I... Right, the Mardikovs are a united front. They'll be fine. We hope they are a united front right at the moment. A familially united front, if not in other ways at the moment. Also, yeah, are we talking about this like while we're walking I towards think, the I end I think or while something? we're walking, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, all right, that, that, that works. Let's get this over with. All right, so is it just Ismark and Irina or... Who's staying at the inn? I think just as Mark and Irina, yeah. Yeah, I think we want Ez with us, just in case she has to blast someone with a lightning bolt. Yeah, we're all running a bit low on She has no lightning bolts left. She Dang. will have told you that. Well, Earthendir's on two spell slots, so, you know. So then maybe maybe Ez stays behind as well, then? Might, yeah. Might be good to not give Lady Water any more information than she needs about Esmeralda. That's probably wise. That um, Esmeralda glances at Kiva. Right then. Um, actually, if you don't mind, uh, I think you mentioned um, at some points that you weren't, um, you didn't entirely enjoy um, uh, the company. Um, uh, if you'd like, you can go with the others, or if you were looking to uh, stay at sea and there was something I wanted to talk about to you, we can wait till tonight. So. Oh me. Um. Well, maybe. Um. I mean, we could. Yeah, let's talk tonight. But um, can I? Can you um keep track of the the um and she just sort of like gets in real close and like hands off the sun sword. Her eyes go wide open. Um and she kind of pushes it like back toward your grasp, looking around to see if anyone saw. I think it might be best if you keep a hold of this, especially if something does happen. You you're going to need it more than I. I can I can handle myself and the others. Don't worry about us. We're going to be behind the threshold. You should take hold of this. I can't even use it. 
Okay, okay. I just thought it might it might be safer with you. Um, no, I, so I appreciate and, that. Um, yeah, no. You're going to you're going to be fine. You're more than capable. All right. Kiva, oh my goodness. Um, whew. See, this would be a good moment for like to push the hair out of the face. You know what I'm saying? Gay <laughs> shit. Um, so she'll just uh, she's like tonight. Um, I'll find you tonight. All right, sounds good. Matching onto over at Irina Ismark, as by now you realize you've uh, approached the exterior of the Blue Water Inn. All right, then. I suppose we'll hold up and um, we'll hold up here and uh, see to get ourselves situated, and we'll see you when you come back. See you then. Take care. She gives a nod and a small grin. Ismark and Irina offering waves, and then begin making their way toward the Blue Water Inn as you peel off along the northern route begin traveling toward Wachter House and Lady Wachter's request. And that is where we will take our break. Whew. We got a new gem. Half. Be fun. Yeah. We got incentive for Lillison to betray us all. You know, I think we're going to be all right, guys. I think this just made us stronger together. Brought us together. I am loving the inter-party conflict, though. Like, I think it's just every time I listen to you guys role play, I'm just like, oh, my God, please keep going forever. So good. Can you assume that Lilith needed more incentive to betray you all? She has <laughs> been ready since session one. God, if I have to bring in a new PC, not because someone died, but because someone actually took Strahd up in his offer, that'd be hilarious. That we'll, we'll talk about Rick. We'll talk about that. Rick. Would be the bees. Love it. Anyways, um, beautiful. Okay, so uh, as always, we will pick back up after a fifteen-minute break, and we will see you back here soon.